Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. David, how can I help you today? Hey, good afternoon, Jim. Hope you're having a great day. Oh, I am. Hey, I've got a home that we built about two and a half years ago. And I've got a dishwasher, and when you run it and you open it up, uh, the odor just almost knocks you over. Uh, it's been that way since we started, built it while the home was in warranty. We had a plumber come out and check the drain line to make sure it wasn't backing water up and holding it in the drain line and all that. Uh, said everything was fine, but that odor has just continually gotten worse and now it's on the it's on the dishes when you take them out you can Ooh. you can smell the odor uh it's just I, I i don't know how to address it okay there is a couple of places that it can be and I, and first i will tell you i would have thought a plumber would have checked these but uh you know stuff gets missed all the time so i'm in the con- i'm in the construction industry i i you know i understand you think they'd do it but they don't so no problem exactly so obviously the 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 hose, because a dishwasher is not hard piped in. It typically right. has a hose that does the drain. Right. And if that has a low area in it, it will tend to do this. Right. And and you know because they're supposed to loop up and then back down. And uh, so they empty out whenever it stops pumping water. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of times they don't. So that would be the right. first thing to check. Second thing to check is there is a on a lot of models now, a screen that's down in the bottom that's made to capture debris. Right. And it'll capture meat chunks and different things like that, and it will stink to high heaven. Right, right. And uh, that, I'm, a, I'm aware of both of those. I'll go do some more uh, detective work. <laughs> and 99% of the time, it's one of those two spots. Okay, all right. Well, I'll... I'll, I'll uh, check on those i appreciate you giving me those tips that i hadn't thought about that screen on the inside uh check that drain line but uh i'll go back and make sure everything's working thing uh well, i will tell you up front how i how i learned about that little screen in the bottom is years ago when when i was uh first married we had that problem at our house and so we're, we're going back you know 39 years ago and uh, it took me a while to figure out what it was, but once I cleaned that little screen out, everything was good. I understand. I, we celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary later this year, so right there with you. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Same to you. You have a great Take afternoon. Bye. Right, bye now. Tim, how can I help you? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to frame in the back porch, the screen porch. And I want to know the best way you think to attach the bottom plate to the concrete, either Tapcon or like the 22-shot sheet of nails in. Well, I've used both. I find that the Tapcon screws actually hold much better than than the 22 shots going in. Now, it it really is going to depend on what kind of side loads you're going to have on it and things like that. because I've used the 22 shells quite a bit if I'm just uh, doing a framing wall or something like that. But you, this is going to be on a screen wall on the outside, right? 
uh, yeah, I'm going to do just frame in a screen porch. Uh, uh, it's not going to have any any weight to it. Just a, like a screened in porch, nothing, no siding or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, personally on on that situation, I would probably go with the Tapcon screws. And okay. and the reason for it, um, you know, you're going to have screens on it. They'll get a little bit of wind load, but you know, if you got somebody who's out there playing and stuff like that, and they hit the wall you don't need the the 22 nails coming out you know i understand uh, one more quick question should i add them should i add a metal flashing to that bottom plate to cover the gap between the bottom plate and the concrete i personally wouldn't uh but underneath the plate you know they make those little foam strips to go on for sealing stuff up Mm-hmm. I, would put one of, I would put one of those under there. Okay. Well, that answers my question. Thank you. Now, I would do one other thing, and I would use treated instead of just, uh, you know, regular. Oh, lumber. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, no problem there. Yeah, because, uh, you, you, you know, it's, it's going to get moisture all the time, and you, no point in having to replace it anytime soon. I hear you there. Thank you uh, very much. You bet. You take care. Uh-huh. Bill, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. I talked to you oh, about six, seven, maybe even eight weeks ago about my sister needing um, help with her foundation. Okay. And you suggested a company <laughs> that um, worked out great for her. She had, she had, at the time, I don't know if you recall it, she had seen or brought in three different companies. They all gave her different areas that needed support. And then she brought in a fourth one, still kept her confused. Nobody did anything that she thought was right. And then I, I told her I'd talk to you, and she called Due West. They came out. They uh, looked at it. They gave her uh, different options on different peers, everything else like that. But she is so happy with the job they did. And um, she wanted to make sure all of them were talking about, oh, we got to go in your house. And she she has um, COPD. So I said they can't go in the house because they're going to kick up, going through the cement, they're going to kick, or the foundation, kick up. Oh, yeah. Um, and the gentleman said, ma'am, we don't have to do that. We'll work around that. We'll get it done for you. <laughs> uh, like I said, she... She just is, she was amazed. They did such a good job for her. So well, I just I'm, want to let I'm, you know that. I appreciate that. I'm glad it worked out. Who came out and looked at it for her? Do you know? Oh, uh, she said a manager, but I don't know. She's up in Sanger. So I don't know, if been, you know who I'll bet it was Ryan then. Yeah, I don't, I honestly, I don't remember the name. Yeah. But she said he was, he was, he was really good. And uh, he, he, he talked about some of the things the other guys did, but he was much more comprehensive than the other four that she used or had come in and look at it. And sure. she, was just, she was just very, very happy. All right. Well, I, I appreciate it, and I, and I truly appreciate the work. You know, I got a, I got a lot of people I got to keep busy. <laughs> uh, I, I understand. I understand. But the big well, thing, you know, it's so often – and I kind of, when I was talking about Stewart HVAC there, I was talking about it. So often companies are only interested in pushing and selling 
yes. certain items and, and trying to upsell everything. And yes. we try to teach all our guys. No, that's not what we do. We go out, right. we tell people what it needs, take care of their problem. You know, right. they're going to refer us, and that's what keeps us busy. Yep. And that's that's exactly how he approached it. He gave her options, different types of peers. Uh, uh, you know, hey, this will work this way. This will work for this reason. And and she was – the other guys didn't do that. The yep. other guys just said, hey, you got to do these, you got to do this, and we got to tear this up, and we got to go in your house. And, and just the things – he, at least he found out ahead of time what were her needs. Yeah, yeah. And that was the mo- that's the most important part. Well, Bill, I truly yeah. appreciate that. Certainly, certainly. I just thought people might want to know about it. Yep. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you much. Bye. Don, how can I help you? Hi, Jim. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? Doing great. Thank you. Uh quick question i had a bathroom remodeled about five years ago it's the second bath in the house i have noticed in the last six months it i don't know if the term sewer gas is the right smell but when i stand over my sink i i smell what i consider to be sewer gas i've broken down the p-trap i think the p-trap is built properly i don't think that's an issue I think the vent stack's probably clean, although I hadn't checked it. But then my concern is, do I have a sewer line problem that maybe is early on and causing me to uh, smell the backup? Well, did the P-trap have water in it when you broke it down? Yes, sir. Okay, then, then you don't have a sewer gas coming up. What you more than likely have is uh, sinks and bathtubs are notorious for getting a lot of buildup of soap scum, hair, and different things. And as they begin to decay, it smells like sewer gas. But uh, okay. typically, just a, a big cleaning of the pipe down through from the bottom of the sink down to the P-trap okay. will typically take care of that. Okay. Now, one yeah. area that you got to be careful is if the sink has an overflow, uh, you can get some of the debris that's up into the overflow so make sure you you run quite a bit of water through the uh, sink overflow to flush everything out that's up in there as well barbara how can i help you uh good morning um yes i do have uh some um questions regarding a tran heater ac system we just had put in three years ago my husband had been running the emergency heat over the last month and a half and we noticed our bills had been extremely high the past uh, couple of months. And yep. he's been tracking it through our electrical provider to see when our spikes have been. And uh, One time we were out of town for the weekend and it spiked up during the middle of the night. Well, um, my husband had Encore come out and they uh, checked the meter, checked some things. They also checked the heat pump and found out that it would, wasn't running. The unit wasn't running on the outside, so it clicked to the uh, attic unit and had been running the attic unit when we weren't aware of that, but it was set on emergency heat. So we're not sure that if that emergency heat was also running somehow or along with the, the, the unit upstairs to cause this spike in electricity well. and... 
And they're coming out this afternoon, Our uh, the people that installed it. They're coming okay. out for a service call. And um, I'm wondering if you could tell me if there's certain questions we need to be asking or inquiring about. Well, if the emergency heat was running or uh, uh, the heat up in the attic that you were talking about, that's they, they are the same thing. Uh, okay. When the heat pump is running, your outside unit would be running. Right. And the emergency heat will typically kick in if it gets down below where the system operates efficiently. And usually with a new system like that, we are well below freezing before that happens. Uh, once it does kick on, though, those strip heats, they're very expensive to run. And so that's why your bill is running up. Now, my guess is something just plain didn't get hooked up. It's probably just one little wire. And once they hook that up, everything will probably be fine. Okay. Where would this wire be? What do we need to be aware of when they're checking? No telling where it's going to be. Okay. But that's they can track that, it? Yeah, that's just something they're going to have to look at. Uh, and you said it was just put in a year ago, right? No, sir, three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. Was it working right before? It was. And our electric bills have not spiked like okay. they have the last two months. The, then you need to discount what I was just saying, because that's not going to be from the installation then. If it was working before, then uh, it, everything was hooked up. It's probably going to be just a relay or something like that that has gone out. And a relay, just, okay. Yeah, they're, they're probably just going to have to start tracing it back and, and see where it's at. Now, every okay. once in a blue moon, it'll tie back into the um, thermostat in in the programming itself of the thermostat but again that's not going to be something from the installation because it's if if it's three years old and it's been working that's going to be something new that has happened that's causing the issue okay so uh a, a wire a relay or the thermostat i don't think it's going to be a wire since it was working right before okay a relay or the thermostat yeah, That's it's going to be something along those lines. Issue. Now, have, okay. they, have you been having it serviced uh, twice a year? No, sir. Okay. Have not, but we've kept up with changing out the filter and making sure that it's, you know, okay. clean. And Well, the servicing, when you have a unit serviced, if they're doing a really good, thorough servicing of the unit, the th some of the things that are checked are relays and capacitors and things like that. And it can head off the type of issue that you had where um, it went out, you didn't know it, and it's starting to run up the electric bill that way. Uh, that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons for having routine maintenance done. The other is it keeps things clean so things run efficiently like they're supposed to. So I, I, especially on a, a newer system like you have, I would highly recommend you get somebody to uh, do your routine servicing on it as well. Because it goes way beyond just uh, messing with the changing filters and stuff like that. Um, okay. You know, On-time experts, we had a spot there just a minute ago before you came on. Uh, when they come out and service a system on their routine maintenance, uh, they're going to pull everything apart. They're going to clean where the blower motors are. They're going to check everything out. They're going to 
uh, take the unit outside apart and get everything clean. So uh, that would be where you could truly check out and get the system taken care of. That's the most benefit, at least twice a year. Yes, of getting it serviced. Yep. Okay. Okay. Prior to winter and prior to summer. That's it. Spring and fall. Spring and fall. Okay. Thank you so much. This information's been so helpful. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, and I appreciate you calling. Okay. Thanks. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Alan, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Well, thank you. Um, Say, I'm uh, doing a bathroom remodel right now, even as we speak. And um, my question, I just ripped out all the floor, took out the bathtub, commode. And what I want to know is I'm going to replace this. I have some sheets of a 2332nd OSB that I bought at Lowe's the other day and was going to see about using osb in a bathroom i've heard that's not a good idea in some cases but i'm going to do a double floor and um just going to see what you thought about that osb hates moisture right and no it's not not i would not recommend doing that okay um, yes, I've heard that it swells, and this is a orientated strand, and that some of the OSB has changed up. And yeah. I didn't know if this this uh, wood has or now, uh, what you've heard uh, about is this, it the, is this the wood chip, not not just the uh, what looks like sawdust? Correct. Right, right. Okay. These are orientated strands. Yep. Okay, then you then with that you'd be okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, this isn't the the particle, the dust that's yeah. um, that's formed, but uh, yeah, it's got the uh, blue um, um, outer lining, or it's, they painted it blue, and yep. it's the thicker twenty three thirty second. I think that's equivalent to seven hundred one thousandths thick, almost three quarter. Okay. And I'm going to do double floor, but I just I'm concerned about moisture. What are you going to put do down for flooring on top of it? Uh, I will do, um, um, it'll be a, oh, what do you call it? Waterproof linoleum. It'll be, uh. Okay. So the roll type linoleum or, or is it the strips? No, uh, probably the strips. Okay. Yeah. My wife does all that. So whatever she picks out, but, um, yeah, it'd be the strips. You are a smart man. What's that? You're a smart man. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, she's she's the uh, designer, so I I try not to get in the way of that for sure. Yeah. Look, the only but, the only uh, thing I and are you going to you got some choices when it comes down to putting those floors down? They they've okay. got glue down versions and they've got floating versions. If you buy the floating version, which is what I typically recommend, make sure it's one that requires a uh, moisture barrier under it. Because that'll be okay. just a plastic layer then that will go under the flooring and so you don't have to worry about moisture going through and getting to that wood. Yes, this will be the snap lock and okay. um, we'll, yeah, we'll put that down at the film of uh, that yep. layerment film um, below it. Yep. Do you recommend yeah. uh, something uh, thin, thin uh, underlayment for that or... 
Well, uh, all the different manufacturers have different instructions on them. Uh, some okay. of them will actually tell you if you use an underlayment, the warranty is voided. Others will tell you use the cushion underlayment. So you you really want to take a look at that and follow it other, so that you don't uh, run the risk of voiding a warranty. Okay. All right. That's pretty well what I was going to see what you thought about that. Already? That'd help. Well, sir, I appreciate the call. You have a great afternoon. Okay, will do. Thank you. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.